Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show with my buddy, Darren Olean. He is known as the Superfood Hunter and wrote a book that I read a few years back called Super Life, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I've heard him first on the Ben Greenfield Fitness Show and had a chance to meet him and get to know him out at the XPT event I did a few years back with Gabby Reese and Lord Hamilton, one of many awesome people that I met there. And Darren is a guy who I continue to train with and chat with and really just learn from. He's a fantastic human. He's also the most yoked vegan I've ever met. I think on his 46th birthday, he uh, did 10 pull-ups with a 100-pound weight vest on, which is something I can't do now at 37. So all that to say, um, I've learned a lot from this guy, and we have an incredible podcast ranging from his work with indigenous cultures to hunting some of the finest superfoods and plant medicines from across the globe, all here today. And now for the business aspect of the show. Click subscribe so you never miss a show. Leave us a five-star rating. That way other people hear about it and one or two ways that the show has helped you. Also, just tell your friends. Fucking word of mouth is great. And last but not least, support our sponsors. Our first sponsor of today's show is Sated Keto Meal Shakes. These guys make it easy to stay keto when you're busy or don't have time to cook. And if that sounds strange to you uh, and you're wondering, I thought Kyle wasn't keto anymore. Yes, I am not keto currently. I'm keto-ish because I'm carnivore-ish and I'm still eating very low carb. The protein amounts that I have during the day are a bit higher than what would be required to have me in, a, I guess, nutritional ketosis. But that said, when I want a snack or something quick, Sated makes the best flavored and most delicious and nutritious with nothing fake, no garbage, all the goodies, meal shakes that I can grab and go when I'm in a rush. And uh, these are absolutely essential. Now, I fly through these things. It comes in two ready-to-drink flavors, chocolate and vanilla. Both taste so good. My son likes it. And because they're so healthy, I let him eat them or drink them or consume them, however you want to call it. Less than two grams of net carbs per meal, high in great fats like MCTs, omega-3s, as well as olive oil, which is uh, a MUFA, I believe, monounsaturated fatty acid. Very important for the body. It's got prebiotic fiber, 27 vitamins and minerals to give you everything you need throughout your day. If you visit sated.com slash Kyle and use code word Kyle at checkout, you're going to receive 20% off. That is the largest deal in the game, the largest of any sponsor that I have, and well, well worth it. So check it out, sated.com slash K-Y-L-E, and you will get 20% off store-wide. These guys got a lot of great products. Check them out. Our next sponsor is AMP Human, and this is a phenomenal brand new technology. Uh, AMP Human is creating a new category of tools to conquer the limitations of the human body. Its groundbreaking absorption technology allows vital nutrients to bypass the GI system, that is your gastrointestinal tract, and be delivered directly through the skin. PR Lotion, named after personal record if anybody lifts weights or runs or does anything to try to set PRs. They'll understand that term. The PR Lotion is its flagship product and delivers sodium bicarb, a natural electrolyte, safely through the skin. Now, I've spoken a bit about this before. If you consume baking soda, sodium bicarbonate, as runners and triathletes have done for years, it will work to a degree, but it will also cause serious GI problems, meaning you might shit your pants or have to get off the trail to shit quickly, which I did in my ultra race, the only ultra race I'll ever run. Um, it is fantastic though. It absolutely works. Bicarb buffers acid that builds up in the muscle during exercise, allowing you to train harder and recover faster. This is what I used when I completed my acid bath and set the record 
at Onith. Now, that's not a huge feat, but there are quite a few gym rats and uh, excellent athletes that stroll through there and coach there. So I will put a feather in my cap for that. You can go to their website for their starter kit at www.amphuman.com slash Kyle. That's amphuman.com. And you can try the PR lotion by checking out their starter kit via amphuman.com slash Kyle. And don't forget to add Kyle 20 at checkout for 20% off as well. Maximizing your deals. We've also got my boys at One Farm Organic making the very best CBD products on the planet. Full spectrum cannabinoids, all the terpenes, all the cannabinoids you want. None of the toxic crap you would get with an inorganic farm. These guys have, as clearly stated, one farm up in Colorado where they produce 100% USDA certified organic hemp. And these guys also use 100% CO2 extraction. Even though there's nothing nasty in there to begin with, these guys are going to get it out the cleanest way possible and deliver to you the best in CBD from tinctures that I love and, and consume with my wife and give to our son who is under five years old, all the way to some really cool novel stuff that they're doing from facial serums to water soluble technology found in drinks. These guys have it all at onefarm.com. And if you go to onefarm.com slash Kyle, you're going to get 15% off everything storewide. That's onefarm.com slash Kyle for 15% off everything storewide. All right. And last but not least, my homie, Darren Olean, the guy that you're listening to right now or about to listen to, has a company that sells the best Baruka nuts in the world. And you can get them at barukas.com slash Kyle. That's B-A-R-U-K-A-S.com slash Kyle for a fat deal. Please make sure you check it out. That's barucas.com slash Kyle. And you'll be able to try some of the healthiest nuts in the world that taste fantastic, have a full spectrum of amino acids, some really good prebiotic fiber, and a whole host of micronutrients. And you're going to learn more about them right now. Thanks for tuning in. I love y'all. Let me know how the show goes via kingsboo.com since I'm off social media and uh, we can still communicate there. There's our sound clap. We're rocking and rolling round two with Darren Olean. Round one, gone to the ethers. Never to be heard of again. Never. Private conversation. Yeah, (laughs) one-on-one. Well, let's see if I can rehash uh, as much of the the gems that we had in our first conversation. For those listening now, wondering why the first one never came out, I had used a different piece of recording equipment on my last trip to L.A. And was re-recording over each episode that I did. Each fresh one re-recorded over the last one. And the only one I kept was Laird Hamilton's, which is a pretty good one to have, considering how many times he's uh, out of town. Right. And busy and out on the ocean. Uh-huh. But um, this was great. Give me another opportunity to get to hang with you. We got another workout in at Gabby and Laird's place. And now I get to see the compound. Yeah, the new location. For mm-hmm. sure. Well, let's, I think, uh, you know, Let's just jump right into what life was like for you growing up on the farm, being connected to nature, and kind of what led you on the path to become the superfood hunter. Oh gosh. Um, well, I, I, um, uh, without going all the way back, but um, you know, I was a premature kid, so uh, three and a half pounds. Uh, my, my impetus of life was very intense uh meaning that i had a 50 50 chance of surviving and so i had a bunch of physical issues straight away 
Um, they were like, is his brain developed? Is his lungs developed? Uh, his thyroid has issues. You know, there was a lot of things. I had a resting heart rate at eight years old of 120 beats per minute upon waking. So um, there was a lot of stuff. So my, I guess the the table was set for me to make a choice. Um, and, and that choice became uh, something to where you know, working towards what I want and being clear started then. And and really my dad filled in the gaps of that not being conscious of me, but really my father seeing me early in life struggling with physical issues and things like that, and then being hit with something and then having to get myself up and, and strive anyway. So the at 13 years old i picked up my first i saw in the minneapolis star and tribune a cleanse it was a going through the fads of cleanses and it was a grapefruit cleanse and so i did that at 13 in the middle of minnesota and uh and it was the first time making a dietary change because i was pounding six bottles of coke a day as a kid with you know crazy thyroid and just all, all over the place. So medicating with sugar and stimulants was something I was doing <laughs> straight away. And I come from an addictive family. My father, you know, ultimately passed away from alcohol. And so <laughs> that was what I was doing to kind of normalize myself. Um, so when I did the grapefruit cleanse, it was the first time that I felt the body make a significant shift in my brain as it relates also to my body functioning. And so that made an imprint on me. But of course, I was a regular kid. But then at 16, I realized by picking up a weight that I then had control over strength and and making myself stronger because my first kind of steps into this reality was things are fragile, you might die. That was because I was three and a half pounds and in 1970, uh, there wasn't a good chance of people surviving. So when I picked up that weight and started getting kind of getting apprenticed by these athletes in my my hometown and all of that stuff, I went from, you know, gaining 50 pounds in a couple of years and playing football and then and then starting my sophomore year in college uh, as a fullback. And then, you know, the first game of the season, I tore my sacral ligaments. Um, and then that put me towards the, okay, I need to sort this out myself because the allopathic, even the traditional physical therapy wasn't taking me to a place of homeostasis. So I then took it on and learned, uh, you know, through education of physiology, nutrition, kinesiology, all of that stuff and, and majored in that jumping to Colorado after graduation, working with, with an exercise physiologist and a doctor who was doing functional medicine research. And he would just drop because it was kind of pre, pre-internet or at least so you know baby steps of the internet at that point. So he was dropping off these you know stacks of functional research and just pushing me going, this is, the, this is where things are going. And this was an 85-year-old retired doctor. Wow. So, so these things started, and then I went back to school getting um, a degree in uh, a master's in psychology because I was interested in the 
really wasn't from a mental psychological standpoint, but really, if I were to answer it honestly, it was the consciousness as it related to someone's intention, because I would see people make different choices or heal from injury differently, or there was so many things that, that were affecting any one person. I just, started to get that curiosity of consciousness and curiosity of that intersection between how that related to the physical world and the physical body. So um, that was very significant for me. And then, and then that journey continues as a, you know, a conscious person um, taking responsibility for myself and then trying to facilitate um, other things. But, but then as that, I mean, the whole time I'm playing with herbs after school and, you know, after I graduated college, I, I was playing with a lot of stuff. And so when I would see and turn, you know, bags over and see supplementation, I would see like, okay, this was a great formula, but they took a left turn here and here and here. Why did they do that? I don't get it. And then seeing food systems doing the same thing, seeing, um, you know, things on the shelves and like, why are they, that's harmful. And so it kind of just hit me. I was like, um, I'm going to look into this more. So I started formulating maybe in 2002, um, and like more professionally and I was going to come out and then I started journeying to India and, and South America. And then of course the medicine chest just started opening up in terms of I went there for a couple reasons to learn about uh, Sasha Inchi, Maka, um, uh, you know, a variety of things within those compounds from the indigenous people. But then I ended up walking away with 20 things I've never heard of, like, you know, uh, you know, sitting down, going to the market, f- try, trying Camu Camu for the first time, raw, fresh, uh, like sucking on a vitamin C pill that was just <laughs> like, but in its fruit form. Um, and and Lucuma, which is this incredible butterscotch, uh, avocado looking natural pudding that the, that the Amazon creates. It's just so things. And sitting with some of the elder people and and eating potatoes that were fermented for 50 years that was stronger than any antibiotic in the world from these old ladies sitting around making these potions. And I was just like, holy shit. And I and it, you know, in this day and age, it's fun to feel to feel like you're discovering something. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not. You're rediscovering it almost for yourself. And then you're like, you're looking around and go, no one I know knows about this stuff. So that started my, number one, the responsibility of formulating was like, for me coming from, my father was an ag professor at the University of Minnesota. I have cousins to this day who wear cowboy hats and farm and like, that's that's my world. And I'm a worker. I walked bean fields. I threw hay bales. So for me, to show up in the middle of nowhere, it happened to be the Amazon, was just a responsibility. It wasn't to come up with a title of who I am and I'm a superfood hunter. That was never given to that was given to me. That wasn't yeah. something was I was looking you were for. Chasing, yeah. But it was it was the responsibility that I took on that was if I'm gonna if I'm gonna look at this stuff and I'm gonna 
hope to get some of these medicinal plants, these botanicals, these fruits, these herbs out in the world, I have to be there. I have to see my people, and my people are the earth people. My people are the farmers. I have to understand what they're doing, and I want to learn that way. For me, school wasn't my favorite. I want to get dirty. I want to see what's happening. I want to be on an uncomfortable car ride for nine hours to meet a farmer in the middle of nowhere. I want to be on a water buffalo in the Philippines so that I can meet this this artisan cacao grower of five generations. You know, those are the things that mean something to me because I realized that superfood hunting, the food, the herb, the botanical might have been the muse. And although I want it to be in the world to do its medicinal activity for many people, but I come to realize superfood hunting is the 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 super is also understanding that it's it's a it's it's about the people it's about honoring the tradition it's about honoring how they're using the plant um in the middle of india looking at ashwagandha and you're like you're i'm sitting there with having lunch with a guy that's 80 years old that you look in his eye and he looks like he's 25 and just sparks literally just flying out of this guy's hand uh, out of his out of his eyes and you're like this is my this is my education this is the way I want to learn and this is the responsibility of what I want to do to pass a botanical, a food, if it's barucas, if it's uh, a formulation, this is this is the only way I know to do this responsibly so that it's good for the people. It's Their world is better because we created a fair relationship so that they can do the thing that they're supposed to do. And the environment, creating the environment, both the environment of their, their village, their tribe, and their uh, natural environment, that has to be sustainable, that has to be fair, that has to be better than it was before we got there. Uh, And then the processing of the botanical, it has to meet, obviously, USA standards, it has to meet quality standards, it has to be, listen, if you're not, you know, anyone who's selling anything, if you don't have eyes on the ground in some form, then you're probably not getting, I'm not saying that everything's you know, adulterated, but you're probably not getting the, the top quality that you really would want. And there's opportunity for all kinds of exposure to things that you would think is common sense, but I've been in hundreds of facilities around the world and you would never imagine like i'm at the source of of where most of people are getting this one ingredient and i'm looking at it going there is a bird right there (laughs) like inevitably shitting in that you know vat of of you know green juices 
that's being dried or powdered or whatever it is, um, <laughs> you would be shocked. Because if someone doesn't trace that, they can always find someone to sell it to. And always find someone that doesn't care enough or is naive enough. Because I'm not going to say everyone's a bad person and they're selling swag. But there's a naivete to like, yeah, it's got a C of A. It's got a white paper. It's been tested. And so that anyway, that's that's a, a, a much bigger rabbit hole. But that sets the tone of why I continued the more I saw, the more I realized the responsibility of of quality products uh, and fair relationships around the world, um, and and bettering the environment in that process and creating sustainable economy while you're providing a phenomenal nutrient dense botanical food to 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 the end consumer and that's not easy all of that what i just explained is super time sensitive or or consuming and takes money it takes resources and it takes patience um so that i mean that you know not to but the you know this the baruka's situation it was a perfect storm in in the sense of that because Baruchas became something that it was so evidently clear that there was a nut that I never had known about, which is fucking awesome, right? When you realize, like, listen, in my line of work, you're running into shit you don't know way more than you know, right? Which is incredible. So when I didn't know about this nut, when we tested it ourselves and saw that the micronutrients blew every freaking nut away. And then when I ended up going to Brazil um, to see the savanna of Brazil that was being decimated faster than any landmass in the world of unsustainable farming practices um, for unsustainable beef production, soy and corn and, and just annihilating this beautiful savanna in a in a rapid rate faster again than any landmass on the planet faster than the amazon so when i saw that number one i shed a tear um but then i also realized the baruzeda tree that this that this nut comes from we could create a value even though the 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 land is valuable on its own, but from an economic standpoint, it was losing. So if we could sell this super nut that was proving a micronutrient bath of any nut we've ever seen, but it also tasted like a freaking peanut without the allergies. So I'm like, holy shit, this thing is not going to be a barrier to entry. When we could then go, we can create value back for these people so that they could forge a wild food on their own lands and that we could plant trees for every five pounds that we sell of this and create fair wages by having hundreds and hundreds of meetings of tribal leaders, of indigenous people to understand the economics, the real economics in the situation 
when we realize we're checking all these boxes, taste, micronutrients, um, better for the people, better for the environment instead of being, you know, the value being just destroyed and them having to give up their land for all this other stuff. I realized that this is this is a culmination of one of the greatest kind of discoveries when you look at the super side of it, the super food, the super economy, the super for the environment, all of these things um, kind of come together. And uh, so that's why I doubled down instead of formulating for someone else or doing whatever, we decided to make this our own product so that we could support this whole system and from the get, ground up absolutely and yeah i want to rewind for one second yeah. and then i definitely want to get into barucas and, and some of the ways that you've worked with different cultures to really put it in perspective for people but um you you worked for shakeology is that yeah right? so you beach body i i formulated uh shakeology in 2000 started in 2006 it launched in 2008 and that did very very well yeah, man, no one could have imagined. <laughs> so it was like, it was a really bold um, step because it's not a protein shake. Protein was just one pillar of a of some of the greatest botanicals that you could put in a dry formula from around the world. Um, so you have handfuls of adaptogens, you have prebiotics, probiotics, clinically substantiated. You've got all of these things that are supporting indigenous people and 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 quality assurance millions of dollars spent in all over the world making sure that that is of the highest standards which which the story doesn't get out there that much people get lost with oh it's beach body it's this pretty package it's all this stuff no 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 when people realize the extent at which i've put into this what isabel uh, Deigler put in with carl put into it what they back it up they don't even realize what is in that bag. And so, yes, it, it, in 10 years, it did $3.5 billion in sales. Wow. Like <laughs> what? I can't even, I still can't even get my head around that. But the beautiful thing, Kyle, is when you can do something like that and know at the core of me that those plants that have been tested and that are validated and are backed up by a big company because i you know i told carl like i'm out if this goes sideways like i'm not i don't have to be here i don't i don't i don't work for you you know what i mean and so they've always backed that up so when you realize that that's going on however the business model is that's not that's not my that's not my business model it's, it's not my company i did what i did at, at the highest integrity I could and they backed it up. And so for, for that, I am just eternally grateful to have come into that situation to be able to do my thing and to have a company market it to millions of people. So that, that is, that's like a, I've used this example before. It's like an artist um, that, creates a song and he and he gets to understand that people are enjoying and being moved by his or her song for me shakeology is my 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 song that i've got to put in the world and the orchestra of that formula 
is is the plants. Like when you've got cordyceps and ashwagandha and chaga and 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 shizandra and some of the great freaking amazing adaptogenic herbs that are helping people deal with stress in a day that we need it more than ever when you have prebiotics and probiotics, you have all of this stuff. That's an orchestra. That's a symphony that I know is going and doing great things. So, so yeah, so that, that, you know, it was a blessing to be able to have that opportunity to formulate that thing. Yeah, that's beautiful, brother. Well, let's dive into some of the ways that you've obviously, you've already touched on it, but I think I had heard you on uh, Ben Greenfield's show two or three years ago, and you were talking about Moringa leaves in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. And this this sacred tree, and yeah. um, you know most most people from the West when they go to make a business deal, they're going to respond to whatever their supply chain is with cash. Yeah. And you realize that's not going to cut it here. No. What's needed in Africa, especially in that particular region, is water, not just water for the people, but clean water to handle the new load of the moringa leaves. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, moringa I've studied and and seen in six, seven countries or so. And um, there was a lot of research saying that there are certain, uh, Moringa does really well next to the equator. It's very strong. It can grow in hell in Florida really well. It could grow here a little bit. It doesn't like the cold when it gets cold. But um, in Africa, the the, the high selenium content in the soil, you know, get it would get strangled with not getting enough water, which it actually started thriving in. So moringa is very interesting that way. Um, so, so I did a lot of work in Senegal, Western Africa, um, and I mean, the biggest challenge for that project is just getting money into it, enough money to develop it enough. Um, but but that's something moringa is is another powerfully gifting plant because from a micronutrient standpoint it's probably one of the best so you're you are getting they call it the vitamin tree and they also the slang is they call it in africa western africa they call it never die right <laughs> so you eat it and you never die and also it gets beat up and it it never dies Right, so it can grow in extreme situations. I also did a pilot in uh, Arizona for my own research um, with the Navajo Nation, and we we grew some in uh, the hot area of, of Arizona, and we had three different rows, and one we we watered, I think it was once a week. The other one we wa- watered uh, once every two weeks. And then the other one we we watered once every three to four weeks. Guess which one grew more? Three to four weeks. Yeah, the one that was was more challenged grew at least twice as much as the other two. And when when we harvested it, I had it directly sent to a supplier in Palm Desert, and we harvested it and. And the trick with moringa is you need to harvest it immediately. Oh, you, as, as soon as you harvest it, you need to get it um, from oxidizing and process it, wash it and dry it and 
And that's where most of the Moringa on the market, unfortunately, is just, they don't understand that they just grow it. And then there's a huge amounts of time that it doesn't get to the, the, the drying or the final processing and there's twigs in it and it's brown and it's yellow and it's not really vibrant. So it's Moringa is sitting with 35 known antioxidants in one plant. It's sitting with, um, five, you know, what is it? Five times more vitamins, five to 10 times more vitamin C than oranges. Um, and then, uh, vitamin A, uh, vitamin E, like it's just huge, uh, micronutrient. And then of course, all the amino acids, which is gnarly for a plant, um, uh, and chlorophyll, and all of that stuff. But if you do it correctly, if you dry it, harvest it, and grow it correctly. So, um, yeah, that's a that's an ongoing thing. I think uh, I haven't seen very much, uh, uh, I haven't seen many, many good products of Moringa in the market just for that reason. So, um, but that's that's one that needs more attention, I think. Yeah. yeah. So how have you, how have you worked with, uh, did, was it, was it true? I'm not sure if, if it was you or not, but wasn't there a situation where you worked with the technology people to create some type of bubble that could pull water out of the air oh, yeah. to help deliver extra water to the Moringa as well as the tribe? Well, the, the, it, it wasn't directly Moringa, but I had for about uh, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I started looking at, um, because obviously, if you're running around Africa, if you're running around India, there's water issues. Uh, throw a dart. There's anywhere in the country, in many countries, actually, there's water issues. So how do you create a water source? Um, that was always something that I, and Ben, I think we got into that too, but uh, it was atmospheric water, essentially figuring out how to condense the the humidity out of the air and then and then create a clean water source from it it the 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 biggest downs and we then there is many companies over the years that have done that so um and you can even have a machine in your house doing that but the problem is that that at that that technology as of now just requires a huge amount of power so now you have that issue so any of the big, so you can look up this, anyone can look up atmospheric water generation um, and you can find this incredible companies doing the big units and create a lot, but it's the power. It's the power that's the issue. Um, I'm also, it's kind of, I can't get into any details, but a friend of mine um, is doing a lot of green tech. So he has created um, a, an ability. <laughs> this is it's kind of crazy to yeah, say. Tiptoe around it. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a little crazy for people that without giving the full context. But I, let me just drop this bomb, and eventually I'll be able to say more in a, a year or so. So he's he was also very aware of atmospheric water, and I've known him, and he's a, an inventor now. Um, and you can't even. I'm not going to mention his name yet, but. Um, you can't find him on Google. You can't. He was in Sierra Leone in the 90s, um, got caught in civil unrest. Uh, he got out of there. He was doing some inter- interesting uh, 
diamond and gold excavation using vibrational frequencies that would uh, vibrate the rock off of gold and stuff. So he started getting into tech stuff that was really interesting. And so um, long story short, um, I was consulting with him in a about Africa because of his experience in there and just trying to navigate Africa, which is there's a reason why they say TIA, this is Africa. Because when something doesn't make sense and you're in Africa, there's it doesn't make sense. You're like, how is this? How does this function? There's a lot of things that just don't make sense in Africa. Like if you show up with a solar panel and 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 try to you know give someone power, it's probably going to be stolen, stripped of all its wires, and then they'll sell the copper wire because they get something right away and they can make money. Like it, it doesn't. Like why would you do that? It's just. They, they, their, their mentality is right now. Mm. If I, what can I get right now? It's hard for me to think of the future of this solar panel being good for my future, because right now I can sell that copper wire and make a, a dollar, and and buy some food. You know. Yeah. So, so Africa is really interesting in that way. So, Chris now is developing technology where at any at any temperature on planet earth he can create using different um uh refrigerants special refrigerants that uh are super cold like super super cold so at any temperature on planet earth when it comes up against it it creates water with so it can create a thousand gallons of water at two percent humidity like it's wow it's super efficient at the same time it's creating by that transference of air coming in he's peeling off the nitrogen and using that as fuel so then it becomes a power source and a water wall all at the same time oh yeah so it's it's deep and i i apologize to the audience to not get more detailed into that because i, I can't but the point is that water power food it's very basic stuff so there's a lot of ideas but the ideas without the understanding of culture place country people if you don't understand that and if you haven't traveled there the shit just doesn't work so you have to understand how you can get around those types of things or work with what the situation is um and that is a constant. So every ingredient that anyone can, there is a journey of how that freaking thing has gotten to you. Yeah, I've been in, you know, at 17,000 feet looking at rhodiola, which was one of the great adaptogens, you know, with white, uh, just me and a, talk about breathing, you know, this from all the breathing stuff I've done, I was the only one out of 15 people that were with me and this Tibetan guy running up this last little stretch at 17, 18,000 feet. And because I wanted to get to this specific uh, rhodiola plant. And I'm like, yeah, because you train so that you can do shit. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I want it to be useful in, real, in the real world. Exactly. Like that's ultimately, I want to live the kind of life that I want without the limitations of like, oh, I can't get there. Oh, really? You're halfway around the world and you're. You're, you know, you've got a headache, you can't move, you got altitude sickness and all that stuff. Well, that's all of those people. 
<laughs> you know, and it just wasn't going to be me. So, you know, th- but the point is that each one of these ingredients has a very, very specific journey. And then from a cultural standpoint, from a, a efficacy standpoint, from a quality standpoint, each one of those things need to be acknowledged and understood so that that bloody botanical that you're paying and spending your hard-earned money on, that that is going to do its job because it was taken care of so that, you know, I know you know of plant medicines. So we know that from a, even if you take a plant medicine and it's quote unquote, you don't feel it, you need to have some assurance that that is got the essence of what it is in there and has been used for thousands of years. And it is the responsibility of the companies to do that. And yes, it's it's hard. And yes, it takes time. And yes, it takes energy and resources. But we need to do that. We can't just take. We have to make sure that it's better. The situation is better in everything that we know of, in the best way that we know. And listen, you think you're doing it right, and all of a sudden you got to make a different choice. And that happens all the time. But that's any that's any job, or that's excuse me, that's any you know trying to create any business. So um, anyway, but yeah, that's to 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 take responsibility of plants and to let them do their thing. That's really what I, I just want to get out of the way and just let them do their thing, so that people can consume them and kick ass in their life. That's really for me my health of the health of people, health of the planet really comes down to that. I want people to enjoy their life and I want them to have more energy, vitality so they can kick ass and then dream what their life is and live that dream. And if you're, we all know if we're aching and in pain and don't have energy, guess what? You don't get, you don't get to live the kind of dream life that that you actually could have. So, uh, you know, I'm not obsessed about, in my world, I'm not obsessed about nutrition. I'm not dogmatic about it. I don't, it's so automated now that I'm free to live and I don't care what other people are doing. I mean, ultimately in that way. Yeah, there's um, certain things you got to let go of in order to really appreciate all that you have and to have that focal point come from within and that allows you to really live without barriers and boundaries. 100%. Right? If you're so focused on all the, the shit that's going wrong in the world, that can get very tiring. Just spend an hour watching the news. But um, let's talk a bit more about Barucas. And then I do want to get into plant medicines and I do want to talk about um, you know, the diet talk. Because yeah. that's definitely a big one. But let's. Yeah. So you 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 left. Um, Shakeology. You started your own company. Yep. And you have still been on this path of working with different people. You found these Baruka nuts, which I think I heard about a couple of years ago. It was right yeah. before they came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we. Uh, so a Brazilian reached out to me. I was in the Amazon, the eastern side of the Amazon, of the Brazilian side, and looking at. I was in. We we're. I think I was investigating some palm palms, um, p- some palm fruits on that side, and then a Brazilian saw, like through social media or something, 
he reached out to me and said, hey, have you heard of these, uh, you know, the Barrozeta tree and the brew nuts and all of this stuff? And I was like, no, tell me. And so he sent me a bunch of research. I started reading. I'm like, okay, this is, this is cool. This is, there's some legit stuff here. He sent me a sample and I ate that sucker and there were that, that marriage was on like <laughs> right from the start like i was like i'm i mean i'm obs- as obsessed with these things eating them daily i'm not even, this isn't even a fucking plug like i literally as as obsessed as i am the first day i am now so when i ate those i was like wow these are incredible but of course i go into okay but what what's the reality of the situation it's a huge landmass so the Sahadu, which is the savanna, the southern side. So there's the Amazon, which is more north, and then there's the southern. It's 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 three states of Texas. Wow, it's huge. Brasilia is like in the middle, kind of, and it go, goes all the way on the western side, a place called Mato Grosso, and then just a huge span. So what's the situation? How is a wild food? Keep in mind, this is a wild food. This is not, there's no, you know. Monocropping and fucking glyphosate getting sprayed on the ground. Yeah, there's nothing. This is a, like, how do you even possibly? So my first trip in the investigation was like, let's not do a deal. Let's just let me come and let's see if this is even possible. So, of course, you have tons of meetings and we even from the indigenous people all the way to the PhDs and some guys who did their thesis on the Barozeta tree and like, okay, what's the population of the tree? What's the population of people that could gather it naturally when it falls? Because you can't pick it early. So there's something else to that, that you cannot pick it early. It literally won't let you. If you pick it early, the nut's not even formed. Mm. So you can't do it. It has to fall. So that's beautiful. And so when it falls... Um, you know, you pick it up, it's got, um, a very hard shell. It's got a fruit layer, very tough fruit layer on the outside, which is incredibly sweet. And there's a story about that. I'll tell you, but indigenously, they used to take this whole fruit with the hard shell and with one nut inside, they used to throw it on an embered fire. Like, and then in the morning it would be toasted inside. And it would be easier to crack open, and that's how they would consume it. Because you come to find out this thing is really hard to break open, like extremely hard. And so they're smacking it with a rock. They make like a machete with a bolt on one end, and they're cracking it open. It's it's like it's hard to do, and so especially to scale something like that. So um, we spent a lot of time you know, going to these villages, talking to the people, talking to the agronomists, talking to the foresters, talking to the PhD people. What is the situation? How could we gather? Is there communities? Oh yes, there's some co-ops, there's some places, there's some things. Does anyone have a facility? Yes, there's a few people. Are they even close to being certified for export? Absolutely not. Okay, though that's going to be a big chunk of time, energy, and resources. And then just to coordinate something of a wild food in a landmass that's three states of frickin' Texas, a third of the United States. Like, like that's like, holy shit. <laughs> but there was something about it. I pulled in some 
some friends of mine that I had worked with in other countries. Um, well, I've been they're, they're here and with other countries, and they were used to, they understood the trade, they understand how I worked, and then they had their own way of, of commercializing. And so we are all on the same page. And so we got some good investment and, and then we started and we're still, we're still figuring things out. We're still developing technology to, to speed up the cracking process. We um, figured out shaving techniques of the fruit because the fruit is super high in fiber. Um, uh, prebiotics as well, which is fantastic, super low glycemic, but you get that great, flavor that great sweetness and then when you add it with the alchemy of the nut there's just this beautiful natural trail mix that happens but the nut itself because it develops one nut per fruit in a in a place that gets highly stressed so the sahadu is an incredible biome and this tree is a nitrogen fixer so it pulls nitrogen out of the air. It creates usable nitrogen for other plants by the microbial activity of the root system and then literally gives nitrogen to the forest, which is, that's a grandfather tree right there. Like that is a special tree and that is revered tree from a spiritual perspective and also from this super nut. So this nut gathers this high, high antioxidants, like 374% more antioxidants than an almond. Like, think about it. Like, wild food. Guess what happens? You get more micronutrients by far. You get more antioxidants by far. You get a complete protein in this nut. You get three times more fiber than any nut. Like, this sucker is like that's a gift and it tastes so freaking good right so so once we looked at how hard this is gonna be fuck it let's do it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. because of what that is yeah because it's all gonna be hard my line of work of trying to bring out a new thing it's gonna be hard to get something from essentially a third world situation to the united states so we ended up acquiring a facility, getting completely HACCP certified, GMP certified, upgrading the facility, upgrading the processes, and you know, past all of the audits, we're going to some big retailers. Although we're not pushing for retail, they're coming to us. We'd rather, like your, your listeners, the people who kick ass and care about a lot of things and uh, care about nutrition and care about... Um, you know, being healthy and being great as people and supporting companies that that are actually doing good, your listeners are like the perfect people. So if we can just have those people who give a shit and get a great fucking snack, then 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 they know that they're helping the environment by by their win of getting this beautiful snack and and it's helping out all of these pillars. That's what we want. The direct, like just online, like that's that's ideal. But it's naturally happening where we're opening up to retailers and some big boys, um, and 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 worldly distributors and stuff like that. But 
it's exciting. It's and, and you know now we're we're coming out with some butters and the butter is it'll blow your fucking mind. <laughs> like it's 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 in, absolutely incredible. Especially you know we had the I got to try a spoonful of the um, Baruca with the cashew wild cashew, which is incredibly sweet and and just fantastic all by itself. And then we tried the Baruca with the coconut oil. And then, of course, that's going to be the next iteration is all three together. And yeah. I'm like, that's the perfect travel food. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm I'm digging in some some bigger formulations with Barucas right now, um, which is really exciting for me because it's been a while since I really formulated intensely. Um, so we're going to play with this sucker. Uh, we're, we're excited. It's a, it's a, we've got, an incredible team and uh we all believe in in the mission and that's important and uh you know the the investor and myself we're not taking a penny from this company until it's well on its way so this is this is definitely a labor of love and you know i've dedicated my life to this stuff and um this is fun it's really it's hard work but it's it's super fun when you can see you know just the you know for me it's really simple when you took a spoonful just before this and 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 the and the your face you didn't need to <laughs> you can't fucking fake it yeah, yeah you didn't need to say anything that to me that's again goes back to the song like playing a song and getting someone to enjoy it for me knowing where that came from the journey that that had, the care that we've put into it to get that into a jar for you to put a spoon in there and eat it and have the joy all, all the while knowing the nutrients that it's giving your body. That to me is the muse of a gift that I get to sit in. And I love that. It is a, it is a, a joy. I mean, listen, if I was infinitely wealthy, I just give it this all away. I would because it, that's that's the fun, man. That's the well. It's still a gift, brother. It's still a gift, <laughs> for sure. And with the way the world works, there's nothing wrong with feeding yourself. Totally not. So no. let's 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 actually jump straight into veganism, and then we can fall back on uh, a bit of the more esoteric and uh, your journeys with plant medicines. Yeah, which I think will tie this all together. But you know, when I first met you. I I've mentioned this a number of times, but you're the most yoked vegan I've ever met. And I know on your 46th birthday, you threw on a 100-pound weight vest and knocked out 10 pull-ups, which I don't think I could do today at 37. So, you know, huge props, huge praise to you. Thank you. Um, you know, this is a polarizing topic. It's a polarizing, I mean, we're in a fucking polarizing world right now, yeah. right? You have yeah. extremists on both sides of the political spectrum. You have extremists on both sides of diet. You have a a more nuanced approach, which I think is is beautiful and welcome in today's mm. line of arguing. It's not conversation. It's more, I'm right, you're wrong, and here's why. Yeah. And I think your non-dogmatic approach, but also the fact that you walk the walk. Mm. You know, I think um, it's unfortunate to think this way, but this is, <laughs> I'm trying to live without judgment. However, I noticed things. And, you know, there was a Beyond Burger guy at the airport when I flew into town. And he had Beyond Burger stuff all over his gear. He had Beyond Burger all over his clothes. Wow. And he was not a walking billboard for health. He was not the guy to promote that, right? And it's not like, oh, I, you know, I don't look at a bodybuilder and say, what do you eat? I want to eat like you so I can look like you. I know it doesn't work that way. But you are a specimen. You walk the walk and you look the part. 
So dive into your practices and what led you to become a vegan. And obviously, I think your degree of veganism is probably different than anyone else on the planet's because of the superfoods that you consume and the fact that you understand all the working mechanics behind what you put in your body and it matters. Mm. Oreos are a vegan food. And I know fucking vegans who have eaten Oreos and said, well, it's vegan. It's fine. I'm not. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not. You're putting garbage in your body and that has a consequence. But that's enough of my rambling. No, Let's no. dive into this topic no, because I... um, reading your book, I was thrilled to see that your encouragement is in people eating more plants and putting Mm-hmm. the highest quality food they can in their body. And if they do eat meat, do eat the best quality for the animal, for the earth, and for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. And I appreciate that. And uh, 100%, you're right. I am so sick of the arguing myself. I'm just like, it's just, I, I just turn it off. Like, I don't even want to hear it. And yeah, of course, you you, you know, you want to pop pump your chest up and all of that stuff but i just it's exhausting and so so jumping back my journey you know from a physiology background exercise phys background i i you know listen i was playing football i was 30 pounds heavier in terms of not you know muscle and just like really you know doing the thing coming from minnesota like you know of course i ate what everyone else ate um thinking i need all this protein and so then when i started kind of looking back at some mechanisms without getting too nerdy i was like there is a number one your your digestive system has to be dialed to have the hydrochloric acids to break down flesh efficiently and the right enzymatic activity, the protease that's needed for the uptake of uh, amino acids and the, or at least the breakdown into the amino acids. And, and there, there's a lot of, of energy that it takes to do that. But there was this thing that I discovered that I wasn't aware of, but made a lot of sense. There is an expenditure to finding concentration as a protein in our evolution, right? So let's say hunter-gatherer, like it's effort to get a concentrated form, an animal or whatever of, of protein. So it's it makes sense that the body has a its own recycling center of amino acids. So when you have autophagy or whatever and you're getting rid of old cell and you need to dump them, your body breaks those down and it doesn't want to give up valuable amino acids. So there's a reuptake ability that your body has. And so your body, so people don't put that in the equation. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Like, why isn't anyone talking about it? They're just talking about, okay, well, you know, to, for every pound, you gotta take this much protein with all, all the, fucking calculations i was like let's put this to the test so i don't know 12 years ago or so i just it was probably it was like listen it's a study of one but i increased i was doing a lot of hit workouts and i was doing some biathlons and triathlons so i increased everything and i went off 
Like I was eating fish at that point. I was, I already had started kind of weaning off, but then it was just kind of like, let's just really try it. And it was scary because you're like, well, that's what I've always done. And, you know, and even me, I was like, but how do I stay strong? (laughs) You know? (laughs) So I'm like, let's try it. So I quit all forms of animal products. And um, I just started obviously experimenting and plants and I was exposed to superfoods. So I'm like, well, I can get this from that. I, like, okay, well, that's that's a complete protein. Oh, okay, um, this is not that scary. And so I just started cranking my workouts. And I was like, holy shit. I'm, and of course, so these are all, all the cliche things, but this was real for me. I was recovering faster. I was in the middle of endurance races and just going, I've never felt this second wave. And I was just like, fuck hell. And so, of course, those are all the anecdotal things that that were happening. And then I just, and then through probably the, which I really wish I would have studied and had tested the microbiome shift, because obviously when you're eating anything, if you're out foraging right here in my land, and you're just eating that. Your microbes are changing. You're going to be changing so yeah, we, rapidly. We, yeah, we're, we know that that's happening probably more rapidly than than we even know, um, and having influence over us more than we really know, and and without a doubt. And that's a rabbit hole. But um, so so that that then started shifting, and I I literally. You went from I'm craving such and such meat or chicken or dairy and casein is so addictive yeah. for the body and all of this stuff. So I was going through that normal process, but I stayed with it and and just magically it just boom everything switched. And for a while, Kyle, I was still checking in all the time. Years, I was like, "Do you want meat?" Do you want a piece of fish? Like I was asking my body all the time and it just, it just went away. And so I just never, never looked back. Um, and for me, yeah, you know, Laird brings us up too. It's like, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to say I'm an anomaly. That's silly, but I definitely, I definitely am eating high quality food. I mean, I'm definitely um, uh, exposing my body to some serious plants, and those plants are fucking kicking ass. And um, and I always strive to do that. And again, this is automated at this point, so I, I'm not. It doesn't it may feel that for people when they're cha- making any change? Yeah. But at a certain point, I'm just like I'm dialed, and I do see. I mean, I, I listen. I hate both sides when they are so gnarly and judgmental. It's like Jesus Christ, man! I I can't even imagine living in that body with that much judgment. Yeah, this is this is trumping any nutrition. I don't care if that if you're that judgmental, there is no amount of nutrition that's gonna thwart that. There's no that that can go over that. the The consciousness around that is basically saying fuck you to anything else because that will that will influence your body more than anything else. I mean, I remember this 
doctor that I studied with, Dr. Mosin Hurmanish, his daughter was in a, a PhD program for nutrition and she asked one question for her thesis. She was like, what's the most influential thing that, that one could do for their health? And through all of her research, she found and made a thesis on it that being in creation and, and creatively in the flow this is kind of answering the question, but being in the flow, uh, flow of what you, your passions, your creativity was gifting your body more than any biological nutrient that she was getting her PhD in. And she didn't. She kicked ass in the thesis and I read it and I, I lost it somewhere, but I have to see if she can give it back to me. But, um, and that, also goes for, you know, Harvard's got one of the longest long-term longevity studies on the planet. It's over 70 years long. And you know what? The greatest thing for longevity that they're finding was community. Having influence. Of course, everyone wants to know what's the, I mean, dude, for how, how many people said, what's the best superfood? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, they, you know, I could, I could be retired. Give me the pill. Yeah. <laughs> But, but of course, that all, it's part of the wheel, right? So, you know, and this, this opens up the door that we're going to probably end on. But that consciousness, as well as the, the powerful plants, the, listen, if I don't resonate anymore to eating meat, I'm in disson, disson, dissonance with my body. Like, or my consciousness, or my soul, whatever you want to call it, that's my journey. That's me. I'm no longer resonating with that. So if I go over, and this goes into fads. If people take something and say, I'm going to do that because I think they're cool, and I'm going to follow them because they have six abs, <laughs> and they're in dissonance with their truth, you're not going to get the results. And this goes back to why I was studying psychology because I would see it. Ultimately, I didn't have enough knowledge to what I was seeing, but I was seeing something that was the dissonance between truth of a person and dogmatic, this is what I should do and should work the same for everybody. Follow the leader. Yeah. yeah. Or just follow this, this perceived perfect plan. Good luck with that. So anyway, to, to, so for me, yeah, man, I, I wish people could understand the access of, like I will always go, just like I said in the book, I will say from everything I know, from all the plants that I've had intimate connections with and dove into and indigenously looked at and been in research facilities and seeing the fucking magnificence of just even normal plants, like an apple has 300 active compounds in it. There's a reason why they say apple a day keeps a doctor away. There's, that's just a representation of this, like this, these plants are powerful. We're micro-dosing micro ourselves with either crappy chemicals, uh, glyphosate or whatever, and that's killing us slowly or 
we're microdosing with high nutrient value, light giving, potent, vital foods. And so there's also, let's just dive a little deeper. When I eat something, when I eat this raw living spirulina that was in my, like a food, it's no, it's not dried. It's got B12, B6, B3. It's got more, more nutrients by a factor of 10 than the dried stuff. And I know where it's from and I know the owners and I know how it's grown in a hermetically sealed thing. And I know the vitality of it. Or if I think about and consume the rhodiola that I know where it's from, I'm in serious harmony with those things. And when that, I'm in serious harmony with these barucas and even with you. Like I'm giving you energy even as, I mean, we're going deep, but I love that you're here because you bring this shit out in me, which is great because I often don't get to, but um, I'm in harmony. I want you to experience the vitality of this fucking epic nut, this powerful nut that could actually save the Sahadu, that actually has the power to do it and give you it's life force and it shows up in micronutrients and antioxidants and fiber and protein and all of these things that represent something. But it's also a biological blue, blueprint and building blocks, but it's all part of the whole. So back to the plant-based thing, I'm, I'm just jacked on the, the, the resonance that I have, the celebratory nature I have. I mean, when people say, yeah, but I just want to live, so I want to eat that steak. And I'm like, that's cool. But if you think that I am not celebrating my food, man, you are smoking crack because I, I fucking, I'm lit up with food and, and herbs and supplements and hell, my dog, my dog's name's Chaga. So that gives you a little, uh, hint into some of my favorite mushrooms but my <laughs> i mean my dog's you know he's eat, drinking structured hydrogen water he's drink he's eating uh, medicinal mushrooms he's eating spirulina and uh, also organic meats you know like i'm not gonna i've looked at the physiology of a dog like they can convert enzymes they can convert more than a full carnivore cat right they can, they have a, a flex that's more advantageous to eating other things. But seventy five percent, they're eating, they're eating meat. So is it a little weird to have meat and make it up? Not when I know it's good for my dog. Like, yeah, so when like, the life of that animal was better than most of the animals on this planet. Right, right, no doubt right. about it. Well, I think we got a little bit more time. Let's let's dive into to a bit more of the spirituality and, and some of the work that you've had with plant medicines, because I think in my personal experience, um, that's something that's helped me to understand nature better, that I'm not separate from it, that I'm a part of the whole, that all is consciousness, whatever soul I have is in everything that's here. It's in all of it. It's in your yurt right now. It's yeah. in everything that exists because all is of or nothing is. And that connection 
for me to the plants has grown immensely because of those downloads. And mm. it's that deep knowing with a capital K that's inarguable, but it is through personal experience. So I'd love for you to share some of your personal experiences and really what ways you've been opened up to different thoughts around life, because I'm sure it kind of went against the grain of what you were taught growing up in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Cause it's, it's not something I, I get to share much about, but we're, I think I mentioned to you earlier today when we were gasping for oxygen, uh, that, um, I'm coming up on 20 year anniversary of my first, first ayahuasca experience. Um, now let's set the stage. Yeah, I was out of Minnesota, but I was 27. I never had done a drug. I mean, like I was a teetotaler, so I stopped alcohol because I was, had an addictive personality. I saw my dad, you know, suffering from it. So thank God I got out of alcohol. Um, I never had smoked pot at that point. And then when that mother plant spoke to me, like this guy in Colorado, you know, I don't know if he was a full shaman, but, uh, whatever. Um, I just knew there was something that just hit me and I knew I was going to do it. And, and I was like freaking out. Like there was a knowing, but then there was this other part of me going, you haven't, you don't even know what this is. You've never even done a drug. What are you doing? And I showed up and I did it. And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um, each journey is unique, but I, seven hours of, let me say this, which you'll probably appreciate. The very first thing that that mother plant told me, like you and I were sitting, it was coming in. I don't know if I had thrown up yet or not or whatever, but um, it came in and all of a sudden just she revealed herself and she was just like, basically it was like, thanks for coming. You never need me again, which was very interesting because it's right here always it's here right here and i didn't fully understand what that means how do you know it because you're sitting there in an ayahuasca fucking getting your fucking ripped open and you're like what do you mean this is here <laughs> um and so i kind of blew it off and that sets me up for some not so fun journeys afterwards but that first journey it, there was so much that went on, but the recapitulation that of of the hints of intuition, it almost went through my entire life going, remember when that, remember when you sensed that and that and that and that and that about this person, about this thing, about this, that, 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 all that's true. It's up to you to acknowledge that and take action on it. That's what she was saying when she says this right here. You don't need to take anything. You don't need to take me to acknowledge that she showed me. Like if you learn to listen, she's always here. She, it's, it's right here if you're willing. And that's where, that's where I have an issue with people. You know, 
I say issue. I don't really have an issue. <laughs> you have an observation. I have an observation of people like, you know, I've done it a hundred times, three hundred times, and all of a sudden you look at their life going, eh. yeah, same, uh, same. What have you? What have you put into practice? How have you embodied the, the lessons? work? Yeah, exactly. It's the work, and and that shit is the hard part because that's when cool your everything's good and your house burns down and everything now what who are you is it here or are you going to be off distracted in this reality and and whatever but the work your relationship whatever it's here this is the work so constantly going back in to understand that for me it just teed me up to kind of full circle when I got here at three and a half pounds, I can work. So if she's going to tell me of that it's here and I just need to show up, that's work. I get it. I'm going to do that. I can do that. And to me, confronting somebody, saying my truth, being willing to be vulnerable, I love that shit. Because on the other side of it, there's always fucking... The, the 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 unlimited life and getting to peel that open is 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 kind of on the verge of an a good addiction yeah it's like when you realize like, oh fuck this is gonna be uncomfortable like i just had like this past week like a huge environmental deal that i'm working on and fucking some shit went sideways and I was the only one communicating to this guy and he's relying on me and I had to fucking call him and I was like, I'm fucking heartbeats going and I just sat, got quiet, sent him energy, like connectedness, connected us before the phone call and say, hey, dude, I love you. Whatever that is for people, like I, I'm good, we're good. I'm here. I'm your team. I'm your partner. And then I called him. And this is a hothead from Nicaragua and Colombia. Like I expected him on this one level to <laughs> blow up. He had done that in other weird sort of ways. Oh my God. This guy, like, he was like, we had a conversation like it was melted butter. I was like, Jesus. So, so that's the work, man. Like the, you know, the, the, the plant medicine, and this is where breathing comes in too for me. Shh, that shit will open those doors for me. And it's not, you know, the, the rockets necessarily and the light show and the journey tunnels and the, you know, it's not necessarily all of that. But there is just by doing conscious breathing, whether it's nose breathing, breathing from McEwen's book or whatever, if I just breathe, honors her and me because it lets me access and that muscle that I get to work is what she was talking about. Yeah, it's the tuning fork that allows our antenna to open up and receive the downloads. 100%. Yeah, brother. Well, you've said a couple of things that I've been I've been meditating on from my last couple of experiences from Rumi. Mm-hmm. And I just want to mention these and then we'll we'll let people uh, know where they can find you. There is a voice that doesn't use words. Listen. 
Why should I seek? I am the same as he. His essence speaks through me. I have been looking for myself. <laughs> and of course, you know, people hear the as above, so below. Mm-hmm. If we live in a holographic fractal universe, that means all is within. And if it's 100% interconnected, which I believe, then this makes sense. You are not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. Wow. Thank you for that. Yeah, brother. I think it flows right right in line with that first eye oh, experience man. of yours. Fuck yeah, that's good. I mean, just having this conversation, it resonates so much because just talking about it, we're acknowledging the journey and 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 it's beautiful because it starts it starts there's a vibe that starts happening just by the which is why I'm just I'm grateful that you've even asked the questions because it's just it's a gift to me even in this moment to be able to let that let part of myself get to open a little more because of that you know because of her because of that because of the plant because of you know whatever the start was was it me was it her was it whatever but um thank you yeah thank you brother yeah i knew when we had to redo this interview that it was it was gonna be just as good if not better um where can people find you online your website and i definitely want to uh hook people up as many people as i can with these barucas because they are incredible and they're my favorite snack to travel with yeah so uh, we're giving all your people so they can promo code kyle and then we're giving all your people 15 percent off awesome yep and barucas.com B-A-R-U-K-A-S.com. I'm switching out my website. It's going to be DarrenOlean.com. For now, it's Superlife, but Superlife.com. So if you dial in on that, it's going to redirect. We'll link to all three so people can get to wherever. And then just social media. It's either Darren Olean or Superlife Living. So, yeah. Awesome, brother. And your book, we'll link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah, Superlife, the five fixes that will help you... uh, well we switched the title but just super life it's all over amazon yeah yeah yeah. awesome brother i love you so much thank you for having me my brother yeah man thank you guys for tuning in today's show with my boy darren olian hope you enjoyed it as much as i did remember check out his website barucas.com slash kyle to get yourself a discount on these fantastic nuts that's b-a-r-u-k-a-s.com slash kyle and you'll get a discount on these fantastic superfoods that he has found for you and I to consume. I have a bag inside my travel bag every time I travel for these podcasts because they are filling, taste fantastic, and they are healthy for my body. Also, check out kingsboo.com. As I mentioned earlier, I'm off social media completely and permanently. And there's a number of reasons that I'll get into, maybe in a solo cast as well as the newsletter. But if you go to kingsboo.com and leave me your email, you'll get one newsletter a month, typically mid-month, And I will dive into everything I'm learning, everything I'm gleaning, the medicine journeys I'm having, the people I'm meeting, the books that I'm reading, on and on and on. And you will get all that just once a month. So not going to bombard you with a shit ton of emails. I have to deal with a very large amount of emails myself, as most of you do, and um, I simply don't have the time to write more often than that. But once a month, you're going to get all the downloads, everything I've learned in the last month, and that's a way we can stay in touch. You can also reach out to me there. If you have questions and things of that nature, since I am off social media, at least permanently for now. All right. Love you guys and uh, hope to see you there at kingsboo.com. 
and we can continue our communication. See you next week.